Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. To subject to change. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They're zoning defensively right now. Davenport in the key. Brazil with a one-hand dunk. He dunked that one over Jeremiah Gambrell. Gambrell 6-3. Brazil 6-10. That one was not fair. Blake with a rebound. Ahead to Arbogast. They couldn't get the shot away before the horn sounded. They tried to get it to the walk-on. That's it. Hawks take their season opener. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trigger Tuesday thus far, and we'll get into that Later in this hour, we'll talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports. We're also going to recap a little bit more of Razorback basketball against Alcorn State from last night with Curtis Wilkerson here in just a second. But first, let's go ahead and squeeze uh, Ryan and Hot Springs in real quick before we do that. What's going on, Ryan? Oh, not a whole lot. I actually got triggered a little bit yesterday from your uh, good and bad from the weekend. You're talking about that Texas a and player. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... I want to preference this. I, I I I'm not one of the first people of violence. I don't I don't I don't condone it. I, and I I agree the guy there he should have been recommended for what he did. But at the same time, that old Miss player, what he did was absolutely disgusting. It was absolutely. What I'm saying is is as a man, there's certain things you can't let slide. And honestly, maybe the Texas A&M player doing what he did, maybe that old Miss player will uh, think twice before he puts his junk in another man's face. <laughs> Yeah, I don't disagree there, but it's like, you know, you got to shove him or, you know, I, I, you shove the guy or you get in his face or something like that, but just kind of rearing back and, you know, trying to do a, a straight uppercut to it is just, I feel like, uh, maybe lead up to that point, but just don't start there. Well, well, I don't know, man. Whenever if, if, if a, grown, if a grown man puts his junk in my face, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. <laughs> Understandable. Well, yeah, no, I get you, Ryan. That's a warning to everybody See, uh, out there. If you'd ever do that to Ryan, you're going to get it. <laughs> That's what's going to uh, happen to you. But uh, I hope you all are having a great day. And, man, man, what a beautiful, uh, like, 72 hours to be a Hawk fan. You know, great win on Saturday. Good, uh, solid win last night. Uh, sunshine real pretty today. Boy, and, uh, and deer season's this weekend. Boy, good <laughs> week. Hope you all have a great day and go Hawks. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, it is. It's kind of uh, crazy warm out here, which is nice. I enjoy that. But uh, I was looking at for the forecast this weekend in Fayetteville. I know a lot of you are going to be heading up there for the game. Uh, I will be up there as well. And it looks like, as of right now, the high in Fayetteville on Saturday is going to be 62 degrees, and there's not going to be a cloud in the sky. So it's going to be another beautiful fall day up there this weekend in Fayetteville for those of you making the trip. And uh, it's even going to be... Really nice all week long. I mean, here in Little Rock, even just uh, 77 degrees, 82 degrees tomorrow. Like that's just wild to me. So warm, but I'll take it. I like it. I like it that way. Have chances of rain later, but uh, yeah, deer season is going to be this weekend, and I know a lot of people are going to be involved in that. And uh, now that time of year, November's a busy one, especially getting it to where not only the end of football season for college, but also for the high school ranks and. You know, college basketball rears up, and holiday season is, is around, too. But, you know, as we've been talking a lot about it today, Arkansas basketball has a lot of people excited, and especially after seeing them only for a few times. We even had a caller call in earlier. It was just like, ah, this might be the uh, most mentally tough team since the Corliss-Williamson teams back in the mid-'90s. So a lot of expectations going along with it. And, hey, you can't go undefeated the whole year unless you start 1-0. So let's talk more about it 
as we go to the phone lines and welcome in of hogsports.com. It's Curtis Wilkerson, who covers all things Razorback basketball specifically. But, uh, Curtis, appreciate you joining us as always, man. How you doing this afternoon? Hey, man, good to be on with you guys. I am doing well. Yeah, it was uh, a fun game last night, a good way to start the season. So looking at it from last night, obviously Arkansas did what they needed to do against a team like that. They win big, really wasn't ever in doubt. You got a lot of playing time from a lot of different players. But uh, as far as just what were your expectations heading into that game and what ended up being the result, uh, did everything go about according to plan for you, or were there a few surprises in what happened last night? Um. Yeah, I, I think there were probably a few things that were notable. They certainly did what we kind of expected them to do. Uh, you know, against a team like that, I, I think Alcorn State was clearly, you know, overmatched. They also didn't have their best players. So um, you can only play the team that's in front of you on the schedule, and, and Arkansas blew them out, exactly what they need to do on opening night. But, yeah, some, some notable things for sure. You know, you kind of touched on it. Uh, all 15 guys played, a dozen guys scored. So I think it's really good early in the season to get – uh, as many guys involved, get their feet wet, get some experience, some minutes out there on the floor uh, as much as you possibly can. So mission accomplished from that standpoint. Uh, you know, Arkansas made a dozen threes. That's something they didn't do in a single game last season. Um, in fact, that's almost more makes than they averaged attempts per game last mm-hmm. season. So that's a positive sign that I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, 10 of those came from guys not named Joseph Pinion or Jeremiah Davenport. So other guys getting involved there. Uh, which you love to see. You know, I, I thought Brazil looked really explosive. Uh, Caleb Battle looked electric offensively. Tremont Mark, you know, it hit four of those three pointers. So, uh, you know, maybe he's kind of developing into to being a sniper in addition to a great defender. Uh, and then Jalen Graham was the guy that really stood out to me. I, I think if you've got a position battle left on this roster right now, uh, that center spot is, is what stands out to me. And uh, you know, Makai Mitchell's the returning guy there. Chandler Lawson was obviously really good during the exhibition season. Graham comes back from those back spasms. I thought he looked really good. Eight points, led the team in rebounds with eight. Um, I thought he was moving better uh, than we've seen in the past, playing with some urgency, uh, some physicality. He looked pretty good defensively. So uh, definitely notable performance there in, in the front court from Graham. What do you expect to see with the backcourt rotation? We know that Devo is the guy that's been there for the long run and he returned but you got some really good players that came in and playing in that backcourt yeah they're deep I, I think because of that depth that they're probably going to play some more four guard lineups than, than maybe we've seen the last couple of years uh you're right about Devo I mean it, he kind of had uh just a vintage Devo stat line last night you know just doing a little bit of everything five points five rebounds five assists uh, definitely, I, I think the, the part of that box score for him that stood out the most was zero turnovers, and, and Eric Musselman mentioned that. That's an area that they've got to work on a little bit, uh, which isn't surprising early in the season, but uh, you know, if he's dishing out five assists, he's got the ball in his hands a lot, and he's not turning it over, they might use him as a, a elite guard maybe more than we expected. Uh, but, you know, L. Ellis is going to be in there. He didn't play that well last night, as, you know, based on the, the standards that he kind of set for himself in the preseason, but He's a proven guy. You know, he's going to be all right. Uh, we talked about Tremont Mark. I mean, his emergence is an offensive threat. I think he gives Arkansas a, a kind of a different dimension maybe than we expected uh, with that starting backcourt because we knew he was going to be so tenacious defensively. We knew he could use that 6-6 length and wingspan uh, to get to the rim and finish, but he's knocking down threes at a high clip, too. Uh, that's kind of the making for an all-league player, if you ask me. And then he was battle. Uh, man, you talk about J.D. Note vibes, like the sixth man coming off the bench and just provide serious, serious pop. Uh, boy, that's a, that's a good problem to have when you've got all those guys like that. That's without even mentioning, uh, you know, Joseph Pinion, Jeremiah Davenport, guys that can really stretch the floor uh, and knock down threes. So, yeah, I, I think they've got a lot of depth in that backcourt, maybe not as much in the front court, but it does kind of lend itself uh, to playing a little bit more small ball, and, and maybe they can get several more guys uh, involved, it's interesting, you know, Musk, he said it over and over in the press conference last night, like, hey, we're not going to play 13 guys. Like, this rotation is going to get cut down. People are playing their way into it, playing their way out of it on a, a kind of a nightly basis. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, kind of who makes that cut as they move forward and then how deep uh, into the bench he, he winds up going. You know, he mentioned uh, maybe eight, maybe nine deep. That's a little bit further than we've seen him go in, in past years, but uh, you know, looking at these guys right now, there's not a lot of separation. So we'll see what it kind of comes down to in the end. 
And that kind of leads me to my next question, Curtis, is how how long do you think Muss is going to, to deal with this? Is it just as long as it takes, or is it like maybe then these first four games before they go down there to some of those big matchups and uh, the Bahamas as part of the battle for Atlantis? Like, do they want to have it settled in by then? I mean, just what, what, what do you see the process looking like for Muss and this team for rotations and whatnot? Sure. I, I mean, I, I think it's something with him that's going to be fluid, you know, really throughout the course of the season, but... Um, I'm kind of with you on, on the, the last part of that that you said is where I think they'd like to have a pretty good idea, uh, you know, of who their top guys are and, and who they want to roll with. Maybe that top eight, maybe nine if you want to stretch it out uh, once they get to Bahamas and, and it gets real there. Now, the good thing about that, though, uh, if, if you're maybe the next guy or two in line, is you know, you're playing three games in three days. So uh, they're probably going to have an eye on stretching that out just a little bit to keep them as fresh as possible if they want to go win that thing. But uh, yeah, I think these first four games, like you said, a really good opportunity. Hopefully, uh, you know, knock on wood, if they, they come out focused and take care of business, right? But it should be an opportunity to get a lot of guys some run, a lot more film, uh, you know, evaluation. And like you said, guys are going to play their way in or out of that rotation. Uh, every year, it seems like with, with an Eric Musselman roster, we're at this stage of the season, and we're saying, man, how is he going to trim this thing down? They're so deep. They've got all these guys. When it's all said and done, this thing, it, it works itself out. It always does. And I'm sure it's going to do it this season. But, man, I can't look at it here on, on November 7th and tell you exactly what I think it's going to look like because you got a ton of really nice options. Kurt, we know that uh, Coach Musk likes to pry teams on defense and getting turnovers, getting points in transition. That's a big part of what can make this team be really good. What's an ideal number as far as how much you want to turn the other team over and then limit the turnovers from your own team. Yeah, in terms of forcing them, I, I think they've been you know doing a, a pretty good clip of that so far. They first forced twenty uh, in both of their exhibitions, and I think fifteen uh, last night. So if you get to that number, you know fifteen plus, uh, that's creating a lot of extra opportunities for yourself. And I think that's something this Arkansas team could do. They were great at it. Uh, early in the season last year, and it started to trail off once they started playing better competition. But um, I have the feeling this group is going to be a little bit more disruptive. I mean, it, it starts with a tandem uh, like Devo Davis and Tremont Mark. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a start in terms of turning teams over and applying pressure in the backcourt. Uh, but I'm really anxious to see what kind of wrinkles he throws in defensively. Just last night, I mean, they were doing all kinds of things. After made free throws, we were seeing some 2-2-1 full-court press. Uh, at times, they were they were going into a one two one one, where they had Trevin Brazil and, and using his length, as, uh, you know, on the inbounds man. Uh, you know, they showed some of that half court shadow trap that they used to love to do with Justin Smith. Uh, so a lot of different things that they're showing in in game one. And we talked about uh, this being a veteran, experienced group, a lot of maturity. They've been coachable, uh, so maybe he can get a little bit more creative. And if he's doing that, just on top of the raw talent and athleticism that they have. Uh, you would think this would be a team that could really turn opponents over. Uh, and then the other part of that, you're right. I mean, they, they do need to they need to cut down uh, on the turnovers. They were pretty solid with it, uh, you know, in the early portions of the preseason. Had some bumps, you know, along the way against Purdue. And in 15 the other night, uh, it's interesting because I think they're moving the ball really well. I think they're running their stuff uh, at a pretty efficient clip. They had 20 assists. That's a great number. Uh, 15 turnovers is too many. So you want to get that down. Uh, closer to that 10 range and you know if you're two to one over the course of the game you're in a pretty good spot and I, I think you know as we get a little bit further along these guys develop more continuity more chemistry and those rotations become more defined uh, those turnovers should in theory work their way back down but yeah I think they could cut about five or so off of that number from last night they'd be in a pretty good spot. Speaking with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com here on Out of Bounds and Curtis, uh, some of last night, which I know we joked about it even before the season started, of uh, you know ejections for for players and coaches and combined, <laughs> is putting it at two and a half the over under. And uh, if you took the over on that one, uh, you had one last night with Trevin Brazil leading the bench, but also you had Muss getting the technical when he's up thirty. Uh, you know, people, I think it's just funny because I kind of know at least where it's coming from. But uh, what do you make of uh, Muss not only getting the technical when he's up thirty, but also? Uh, the ejection that ended up uh, having for Trevin Brazil leaving the bench. Well, I, I love it with Musk. I, I, I thought it was funny, too. Uh, and that's the thing about him. Like it, it doesn't matter if it is you know, a 30-point game on a, on a Monday night against Alcorn State or uh, you know, a, a heated neutral site game against Oklahoma or 
uh, being over in you know Italy playing in an exhibition in the foreign tour. Uh, he's such a competitor, man, and, and he's dialed in the entire forty minutes. Um, and, and he's uh, you know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve out there, so <laughs> that didn't necessarily surprise me. You know, he holds himself accountable and, and to a high standard. The same thing with his players, and uh, very clearly the same thing with the officials. So they got to be ready for that too. But no, I, w- I wasn't bothered by that. The Trevor Brazil ejection. Uh, look, if you're going to get ejected for something, I, I guess uh, that's probably the way to do it, right? Where you're taking up for a teammate who just took kind of a uh, maybe a dirty hit there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you can't do that in, in a game that, that really matters. You know, this could have been a closer contest uh, where they needed Trevor Brazil on the floor, uh, and you wouldn't have been able to have him down the stretch of the game. Uh, you know, I, I know in the moment when you see one of your guys, one of your brothers, you know, gets uh, – it's taken out there, and, and there's kind of a swarm. It, it's just a natural instinct. You try to go out there and help them. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's, this is not a, a new rule. You know, you cannot leave the bench. It's an automatic ejection if you do. He knew that. He made a bad decision there, uh, and it cost him. Luckily, it didn't cost the team, and, you know, it's an opportunity for them to go back and uh, maybe kind of set some reminders in terms of what you can and can't do in situations like that. So, uh, no big deal. I think they'll be better for it moving forward, but uh, certainly one I, I think he probably wishes he could have back. This time of the year, there's some extended time in between games. We're talking about at the beginning of the week, Monday, and then another game on Friday. Uh, and uh, it gives an opportunity to still kind of work out some of the things that you're trying to work out. Do you like that beginning of the season where these games are spaced out a bit and uh, before you really get into some better competition and then the games are, are closer together? Yeah, I, I do, especially I, I think after that first game. I, well, I should go back a little bit further, honestly. I, got, I think they did a good job in, in the preseason of spacing out their exhibitions a week apart uh, and then giving themselves a week between that Purdue game and getting ready for the regular season. It gives you a lot of time uh, to kind of evaluate and clean some things up. Uh, and I do like doing that between your first and second game uh, for the very same reasons. Even if it's, you know there's a difference in playing Alcorn State and Purdue, of course, uh, but there's also a difference in, in playing in a game that counts versus one that doesn't at the end of the day. So uh, there's always lessons to be learned and, and things to improve on. Uh, and so I think it's good for them to have several days here before this Gardner-Webb game. But I kind of like what they're doing after that. You know, they, they play on Friday night, then they turn around and play Monday evening against Old Dominion. So a quick turnaround that kind of mimics, uh, you know, what you're going to see in SEC play where you might be going – uh, Wednesday and then play on Saturday. Or you might play on Saturday and then turn around and play on Tuesday. So uh, there's a lot of st- you know strategic stuff involved there uh, in terms of when they want to play these games, how they want to have it to lay- you know laid out, who they're playing and when they're doing it. Uh, and so I think you know from a from a, just a layout standpoint, they've done a really nice job in terms of setting it up and exposing themselves to everything they need to before they get into the meat of the schedule. Curtis, also something I wanted to ask you about was just uh, injuries, because I think Musk talked about it last night, where, of course, Graham coming back from his back injury. But then he even mentioned, I guess it was L. Ellis, that was uh, dealing with an injury. They had to have an MRI on him, and uh, they didn't know if two days ago he's even going to be ready to play. But then Musk says it's the healthiest the team has been since it's been together. So uh, what's kind of that timeline been like as far as getting guys healthy and, and also to this point to where suddenly now they're the healthiest that they've been all year long? Man, it's been nuts. I, I wrote a story about that earlier today, and I, I think, you know, Matt Townsend, the athletic trainer, he, he probably deserves a pretty good Christmas bonus at this point, keeping those guys kind of pieced together the way he has. Uh, yeah, they had a lot of injuries throughout the offseason um, and the preseason. Obviously, you know, Brazil coming back from that ACL, uh, they had split issues with, with guys like Makai Mitchell and Kayla Battle, you know, throughout the course of the summer. Uh, we mentioned Jalen Graham's back spasms. Tremont Mark had a hamstring. Uh, you know, it's just one thing that Joseph Pinion had a wrist. So it's one thing after another that was either keeping guys out of practice at, at different times or uh, just limiting them in, in terms of what they were able to do while they were out there. And that's tough, man, when you're putting together a roster uh, and a new team and trying to get ready for a season when you don't have everybody available. Um, and then, obviously, you know, the, the LLS thing, yeah, you know, a, a knee injury, hey, these are high-level athletes, so things happen in practice, and, and so it sounds like luckily they dodged the bullet there. Um, anytime you have to get an MRI on something, that's a, that's a cause for concern. So glad that that came back well. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it kind of impresses me a little bit more that this team has been able to go through all that stuff early on in the season 
um, and shown some resiliency. I mean, they had a really successful preseason. They looked good in the exhibition, didn't miss a beat in the opener, and, and now they're at full strength, and knock on wood, uh, you would hope that they stay there, but I think it's made them better for it because it's given other guys opportunities to get some minutes, uh, get familiar with their other teammates, and I, I think that's part of the reason why we're talking about their death right now uh, because we've been able to see it. It's kind of forced it on us. So uh, there's always a silver lining in everything. You want these guys to stay healthy, but, hey, it's provided some other opportunities, and I think they're better for it. What would you like to see this team do more of going into the game against Gardner-Webb? Um, I, I think, well, more of, you know, I, I think they put an emphasis on, on rebounding. Um, I thought they took a step forward with that against Alcorn State. Uh, they had 14 offensive rebounds. They rebounded over 50% of their misses. I think that's something this team could could have been better at in previous years, and I think they've got the athletes to do it this year. So, uh, you know, kind of keeping the foot on the gas in terms of being aggressive uh, on the backboards, I would like to see. Um, you know, the turnovers we talked about, it cutting it down a little bit, I think would be uh, would be beneficial for those guys. But, yeah, I think, you know, just guys kind of settling into their roles a little bit more, uh, you know, again, getting those rotations defined. I'm really, really interested uh, to go out there and see what they do at, at this center spot. It's fascinating to me because you've got three guys um, who are all capable. Is somebody going to be able to take the bull by the horns and, and control that position uh, or emerge as a front runner, or is it going to be kind of a revolving door where they're trying to figure things out? Because, it, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So uh, that's probably the area that they really need to kind of shore up between now uh, and a couple weeks from now when they're in the Bahamas. Well, Curtis, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. It's uh, great to talk some basketball, and I know this uh, weekend's going to be a big one up on the hill for basketball and football, so we look forward to seeing you up there in Fayetteville this weekend, man. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait. Safe travels up there. All right, appreciate it. Again, that's Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com joining us. Great stuff on Hogsports.com. You check it out for all the basketball coverage as uh, Curtis does an awesome job with them. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to our Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Attention deer hunters, Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock is the place to get your deer processed right. And Wednesday, you can find Morning Mayhem broadcasting live from Hogs. It's Hogs Meat Market on JFK in North Little Rock's historic Park Hill District. This Sports Center. Arkansas basketball took care of business in their first game, beating Alcorn State. Cable's battle led the way for the Hogs, scoring 21 points in just 19 minutes on 5 of 9 from the field and 3 for 6 from 3. The Razorbacks shot 40% from 3 for the game. Here was Musk talking about win number 1. We played a really, really good first half. You know, in the second half, we probably could have played a little bit better defense. We let Alcorn get to the rim a little bit too much, and then we fouled. Their, their 26 free throws attempted is too many, but we did play 13 guys in the first half. It gave us a, a barometer to kind of get a feel for what guys can do and, and areas that we have to improve individually and as a team. Arkansas gets back to action on Friday as they host Gardner-Webb. Tip for that game is set for 7 o'clock. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Drew Self in Hot Springs or Todd Matthews in Benton for a free insurance review. Thanksgiving is almost here, which means it's time to start thinking about your holiday plans. This year, save time along with the worry and hassle and let the team at Edwards Food Giant do it for you. Their turkey dinner includes the turkey as well as their signature cornbread dressing, giblet gravy, cranberry sauce, and dinner rolls. All fully cooked, homemade, 
and ready for you to heat and serve to your family. If that's not enough, their deluxe turkey dinner also includes sweet potato casserole, green beans, and apple pie. Now that's what I call a Thanksgiving spread. Click on edwardsfoodgiant.com to view their full menus and find out how to order your dinner. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. If you're looking for the best deal on a pre-owned vehicle, you'll find it here in Hot Springs on Central Avenue at Motorsports Authority here with Wild Bill and Magic Mark. These are some fantastic deals, guys. Hey, Magic Mark, tell us about some of these special rigs you got sitting here. We've got cars for every taste. Cars, trucks, SUVs. This is the best selection of inventory we've had in the past two years. More for your trade? Yes. Payments for every budget? Yes. Online at msastore.com. We'll see you at Motorsports Authority. What are you waiting for? Tap Time with Bryce Knoll and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time, Thursday from 7 to 8 on 103.7 The Buzz, live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I gotta ask, because I've always wondered, why did that happen in Fayetteville, Arkansas? What what took you there? It's just visiting, so weird. It's visiting just, friends, uh, okay. but yeah. Dixon Street. Dixon Street? Yeah, Dixon Street. It'll get you. On 103.7 The Buzz. (laughs) Bet Saracen is Arkansas' favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Arkansas hosting Auburn. Arkansas is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is 48 and a half. Saracen also has a boost for that game with Arkansas by two and a half and the over 48 and a half. And if those two hit, you take that wager, it's plus 260 on Bet Saracen. So that would be one to look into. There are NBA lines. There's college football, NFL. There's a Thursday night game coming up, Panthers and the Bears. There's also combat sports, boxing, MMA, any and everything you want. It's on the Bet Saracen app. There's in-game bets, prop bets. Double R specials will be posted soon, but double R props. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and that's what we're about to get into and talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports. If you want in, let us know about it. Call or text in at 501-661-1037 and let us know what's been bothering you could be today or this week or just overall in general when it comes to the sports world. But let's go ahead and jump into our Trigger Tuesday segment. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for Trigger Tuesday, and I alluded to mine a little bit uh, in the first hour, but I'm going to dive into it a little bit more, and it has to deal with, of course, the NCAA. That could be everyone's trigger pretty much every single day, it would seem like. But this thing with James Madison and the rules that they have in place, that if you make the transition from FCS to FBS, there has to be a a two-year period before teams are eligible for postseason. Uh, Back on April 27th, earlier this year, James Madison tried to put an appeal together to allow them that this season, this upcoming year or this year that we're in now, to be able to play in postseason. And the NCAA denied it. 
and they were the first school to appeal the two-year period, mainly due to the fact that they knew that they were going to be successful and have a, have a great season. So the NCAA received the waiver, and it will be considered by the appropriate membership committee people in a timely manner. That's what the NCAA said to the latest appeal that James Madison is going through. Uh, they must be submitted to several NCAA groups before the Board of Governors can decide, including the Strategic Vision and Planning Committee, the FBS Oversight Committee, the Council Coordination Committee, and the Division I Board of AD Committee, which is a subgroup of the Division I Board of Directors. Okay, so here's the thing. I get that there are rules, and rules must be followed, and there's reasons for rules and whatnot. But I start to think about the complexity of how many people you have to go through and you have to have the request submitted to all these different groups of the NCAA and they have to review it and then they have to acknowledge it and they have to accept it and then it could be sent up to the board of directors and I'm just sitting back I'm like we're talking about if a team goes with six wins or seven wins or whatever if they're eligible for bowl eligibility postseason eligibility just like everybody else I don't understand why it's got to be such a complicated thing to go through all the different groups. It should be something that it's then of like, okay, so let's review why they want to do it. Will they be able to do it? And what's the problem with them doing it? Like, what's the harm in them being bowl eligible and going to a bowl game? Is it hurting us? Is it hurting the school? Is it hurting other teams around them? Go through that process just as a one group. And then once you decide, which you should decide, that it's not impacting anybody negatively. In fact, it's only going to impact negatively if you don't allow a team with players on scholarship who have fought hard all year long, that had a great year and a great record, to not play in a bowl game. That's what's going to be ending up harming the most. I hope the NCAA allows James Madison to play, although I have my doubts in him. But I just feel like as so many things in the NCAA and rules and all that, they make it so overcomplicated, so over the top, Stop making with all these little subgroups and whatnot. Just do what's right. That's what everything just needs to always come down to. It's the same thing with NIL. It's the same thing with transfers. It's the same thing with everything that should be done in the NCAA. Just do what's right. And this, to me, is a pretty black and white clear case. Do what's right. Let James Madison be eligible for postseason. Let him play in a bowl game. Let him collect that money and let those players have a reward for their really great season. And that is what's been triggering me today. What triggers me is the Aaron Rodgers talk week to week. It happens after a win. It happens after a loss. It's like, okay, if they win, then, you know, the, the talk increases where it's like this team is winning. They are on a projection to possibly go to the playoffs, and then Aaron Rodgers comes back. Okay, that's one thing. But then after a loss, it's like, okay, can he now come back and save the season? And it just gets old going week to week. And now it's to the point that they're re- reporting on every little thing that happens with Aaron Rodgers. Last night during Monday Night Countdown, they were joking about it, but they said that Adam Schefter just broke probably the biggest news there was in that Aaron Rodgers is now taking three-step drops. Hmm. And then there was another part where he's on with Pat McAfee today, and they're talking about the fact that he threw a 58-yard pass during pregame last night. It's just like, let's let this thing play out. Let's let it happen. If it's going to happen, if he's going to get back on the field, it doesn't have to be a week-to-week deal where every little thing that he does is being reported on, and then everything that happens with the team, it's tied into whether it's they win a game in a certain way, they lose a game in a certain way. It's all about Aaron Rodgers and him making the return. Speaking of that, and I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm try, I was trying to look back and see if I could find the the video, but when somebody that he was they was talking to, uh, oh yeah, it was uh, when they was talking to one of the Chargers players, and the Chargers players asked him like kind of like a candid camera type thing. It wasn't like an official on the broadcast, but so last night, guy asked Aaron Rodgers, "When you coming back, man?" And Aaron Rodgers' response was, "Give me a few weeks." And so everybody just ran with that. It's like, well, it's a few weeks. I mean, it's just, that could be that could be three weeks. He, so will he be back for this game? It's uh, that's where I've ignored it. I don't care because saying all those things and trying to speculate and all that, it, it's just I, I just don't understand it. And yeah, but the drop like that's when I really was over it. When I started seeing people it's like how many how many dropbacks was he taking? And then they I saw somebody post a video of him throwing passes, you know, a week ago. Uh, before the game, and then this week, and seeing like the differences, and seeing like, oh man, see how fur- much further he stepped back on this drop back than this one. It's like, just as you said, let it play out. 
It'll still be fine. Now, to his credit, he did downplay the 58-yard pass when he's talking to Pat McAfee about it. He downplayed it and made it seem like, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But still, it's the part that's being discussed and him being asked about certain things every week and then them just tying it into the team every week. Well, it's like uh, someone from our Southern Structural Solutions text line from the 559 area code says, when they say Rodgers can do a 50-yard sprint and scramble with no pain, I guess that will be when it's newsworthy. <laughs> right. like, that's how I look at it, too. It's like, don't tell me about, oh, well, he's, his, his steps are getting further apart this week. It's like, no, let, let us know when it's actually going to be full-fledged. Here it is. He's ready to go because that's the only thing that's going to matter in the end. He's uh, wearing the platform shoes, too. And, <laughs> like, is he going to come back and play in platform cleats? That would be funny if he if he did. And... They know the amount of discussions that would be because if he played, if he didn't have a good game coming back, it's like, is it is it the platform cleats? You know, is it that's what's going to be? It's always going to be questions like that. Um, and uh, another thing too that uh, was uh, I wanted to talk about with triggering me was I'm enjoying, of course, the whole Michigan scandal of the sign stealing, whatnot, and the, the Connor Stallion thing because I find it entertaining, and I find it uh, entertaining to see some of the developments and. And everything, but I feel like now when it was being reported that the Big Ten is mulling a punishment for uh, Jim Harbaugh, it's like, man, that comes across so much as just you caving to the pressure of what those other coaches and everybody's wanting. Because I've always felt like if there's an investigation going on when the due process is going through, then let the due process play out and then give a punishment that way. But I just don't feel it would be right that the investigation's going on and you don't have physical, like, full-fledged evidence that Jim Harbaugh was in on it and knew all about it and everything, and the NCAA isn't doing anything about it, but you as a conference step in and do something about it. Just And, again, it just gives the vibe that it's coming off of just because it's from the pressure of the other teams. No, it's definitely that. Yeah, and it's, but I hate that. Like, I just... It, what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. If you if you believe in the due process, then let it play out. But if you don't, then you should have done something from the get-go. But don't... A lot. Don't just sit back. And I get it. The Big Ten commissioner, it's like he's brand new. It's his first like, go around. And, you know, he's, he's trying to make everybody happy. But when it comes to stuff like this, especially as serious as it is, where it could change the entire season, change the program, change for jobs, people could get terminated, like a lot of stuff could go in here, then just wait for it to play out. Wait for the investigation to conclude because there's nothing worse that you ever want to look back upon and end up suspending or doing something like that to Jim Harbaugh, and then the evidence comes out that he wasn't even involved, and he got egg on your face. Well, here's the part that's puzzling. They said they're going to punish the coach and not the team. Now, if you take him away for a few games, that is punishing the team. So does that give off vibes that there's just going to be some kind of big fine, and then he's already served a punishment for something separate as far as a suspension already? But when they say that part, that it's going to be towards the coach and not the team, that almost says that there's not going to be a suspension. Yeah, I, I, I'm, see, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I, if, it, is it, if it's a fine, that's better, I guess. I'd rather have a fine from Jim Harbaugh. But like you said, yeah, you're punishing the team no matter what if you're taking him away from the team. And they've already done that. So I, I don't know what the right answer is as far as his punishment or what for what he ends up doing or not doing. I don't know. But I just think it's a little premature to punish him, especially, or I, I, I'm going to give them a shout-out to it, because I would be the same way, because it's the I'm, I'm just about my team and everything. But if my if that Michigan team is undefeated and looking really strong and really good and has a chance to win a national championship, they're which they do, next year. they're going to punish them next year. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be the answer. Yeah, you're not suspended for five games. You're suspended for five games next year. So you better come back. You better not go to the NFL, Jim Harbaugh. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, because if you do, we're going to be very upset. You're not allowed back. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. So that's what's uh, Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have your Razor Hog update. Get to hear from Sam Pittman, and he meets with the media yesterday as well as Coach Eric Musselman. And get some more of your phone calls and text messages here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Hi, 
Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. ZZ Top, Leonard Skinner, two American institutions unite. <laughs> the sharp-dressed, simple man tour. April 18th, Simmons Bank Arena. With Blackstone Cherry. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. and Leonard Skinner live. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Here's another remarkable success story from QC Kinetics. This one from Chad, who hurt his knee at the gym one day, and it just kept on hurting for months. From my high school football and wrestling days, I already had a little bit of damage in there, but this just sent it over the edge. Chad tried traditional treatments with no improvement. When he turned to the non-surgical regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. It was really fascinating how they did their work, and the science behind it was very intriguing, and it works. Extracting the cure out of my own body blew my mind. It's like I'm brand new again. It was fantastic. That's because the QC Kinetics natural biologic treatments use your body's own healing power to restore damaged tissue in your hips, shoulders, back, and knees, providing long-lasting relief. Now I'm back at the gym. I'm 100% feeling great. If you're tired of suffering with pain from arthritis or injury, call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Injured? There's only one number you need to know. Dial 8-888-8888. At Rainwater Holton Sexton, no case is too big and no insurance company too strong. Just dial 8-888-8888. We are battle-tested big case injury lawyers who've recovered millions for our clients. Just dial 8-888-8888. Been in a wreck? Anywhere in the state, just dial 8-888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Right this way. Welcome to the Million Dollar VIP Club, an all-new VIP scratch-off ticket from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. It's for very important players and is hiding some very impressive prizes, like a top prize of a million bucks and more than $42 million in total prizes. Be a VIP today. Ask for the new Million Dollar VIP Club Scratcher. You could play, scratch, and win a million. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Dean's going to throw, and it's intercepted at the 15. Spence has picked it off, and he's going to go the distance. 50, 40, 30. 20, Brad Spence to the house. An interception return for a score, 85 yards in his first game as a Razorback. How about that? On 103.7 The Buzz. to the 
Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and I know nothing nothing is going to be triggering you if you're a hunter because deer season is upon us. And with Max Prairie Winks in Stuttgart, they need to be the place you go for all of your hunting needs because they have not only some great tree stands on sale, a bunch of them actually, but if you're not feeling the whole tree stand thing, how about using a grind ground blind instead? With Max Prairie Winks in Stuttgart, they got that ground blind solution with the all-new Rhino 180. See-through blind that takes ground blind hunting to a whole new level. It's also got a unique two-way mesh system that prevents the wild game from seeing in, while allowing you, the hunter, of course, to see out with crystal clear vision and no obstructions. Rhino 180 see-through blinds start just $125, and the ever-so-popular Ameristep Brickhouse blind is just $99. It's also nice to know what's going on in your deer stand, right? So start seeing the action as it's happening when you're not in the woods with the Tacticam Reveal X-Pro Trail Camera. It's texting real-time photos right to your cell phone. And the Tacticam Reveal X-Pro Trail Camera is just uh, $149.99 at Max Prairie Wings. And these specials are available on store and online. So you can get them both there in Stuttgart if you go to Max Prairie Wings or if you can shop online at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. It's Max Prairie Wings, your one-stop shop for all your hunting needs. Happy hunting. Uh, we're going to get to your Razor Hog updates presented by True Service here in just a second. We'll have some uh, some fun times with that and hearing from us and uh, Sam Pittman and also Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman, will join us uh, on the other side of the break. And thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. Before we do that, uh, let's get J.K. and Fairfield Bay on. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys, I think it's interesting that Harbaugh's just taking a beating about this, and it's all about in his conference. As far as me and the SEC football, I could care less what's going on because that's been going on for so long, guys. And I think those coaches in that conference are so pissed they can't beat that guy that they're coming up with these. I, I don't, I can't understand it. Hell, it's been going on in NFL. It's on all the time. I'll hang up and listen, even in baseball. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, J.K. Thanks for calling in. I mean, yeah, I think everybody knows that there's an extent that it's going on, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but when you go to the kind of the extent of what Michigan has been accused of, where you got a guy that's employed by your university going to other games and being on the sidelines for other games, and yeah, that's that's crossing the line when it goes a that much. far. Yeah, it's a little much, and I think that that's where people are, are, are coming out and of course i'll also be honest like if i'm a big 10 coach you're dead gum right i'm raising heck about it because i see a moment to pounce on a guy and a pounce on a team that's really good and i want to have some sort of competitive advantage so i'll be like yeah even though i've probably done a little bit too like you got this is unacceptable you need to have some punishment for this team they can't be doing this like and that, that's the part that's interesting that everybody is trying to pile on now like if you had these thoughts before why didn't you bring it out before to say Hey, I think they're stealing our signs and, and go public with it then. But now that it is public, everybody's like, oh, yeah, they were stealing our signs and we knew about it. Well, if you knew about it, why didn't you say something before? Yeah, it's a pile-on is, is all it is. It's a pile-on for everybody. When it comes out, they, they see the moment to strike, and that's what they do. That's it it's, it's happens all the time, especially in the social media era, where you know there's so many things that happen, whether it's sports or whether it's culture or, or Hollywood or whatever. You know, you'll have stories come out where – it happens, and then suddenly a lot of people start speaking out about it and said, yeah, man, this has been going on. This has been unacceptable. It's like, well, where were you? Like, why did you have to wait for the story to come out before you start making comments about it? It's, but that's, you know, kind of sometimes it has ulterior motives, but sometimes it's just they, they see it as a time to speak out against it and say there's no place for that in our, in our league. But we definitely will make sure that you don't investigate us and what we got going on because we uh, – we do it a lot better. We don't. We do it with more subtlety, if that's the case. But yeah, I don't know what's going to be the end result, but it's still still kind of a funny story to cover, no doubt. All right, so a few things going on in Razorback land. So let's talk about that in your Razorhog update presented by True Service. I've got just one thing I want to say to you. 
Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, it's a free Razor Hog Update. Yesterday, Sam Pittman met with the media. We talked a little bit about some of the comments, but here's what he had to say about Auburn and their quarterback, Thorne, who... Has had his struggles, but has been playing better as of late. I think he's a really competitive guy and tough, and he's fast. And so what I talked to the guys about last night, we always kind of meet at the very end of after we kind of get a thoughts on them, that I don't think there's a reason to have two separate defenses for two separate quarterbacks. I mean, uh, because Thorne and, and – Really, Trey, it's exactly what you said. He he is much more athletic than I thought he would be and uh, can run. So they're going to run their total RPO offense with him, and and I'm sure that's why they got him to begin with. He's throwing the ball well. He's a good quarterback. Obviously got a lot of experience, you know, coming in for him. But he, the thing I can say most about him is he's really, really competitive. And uh, you can just kind of feel it through the – film to be honest with you eric musselman and razorback basketball game one victory over alcorn state last night and here's what eric musselman had to assess about the victory we played a really really good uh first half um you know in the second half uh you know we, we probably could have played a little bit better defense uh we let alcorn get to the rim a little bit too much and then we fouled their their 26 free throws attempted is too many but we did play 13 guys in the first half. We wanted to give guys an opportunity uh, in meaningful minutes, meaning the first half. And it gave us a, a barometer to kind of uh, get a feel for what guys can do and, and areas that we have to improve individually and as a team. A lot of players played for Arkansas last night, and that was kind of the intention of what Muss had. Yeah, especially in the first half. I mean, we really, really wanted to try to get everybody involved because, you know, at some point the rotation is going to have to get trimmed down a little bit. So we've now had the two exhibition games in this game where we've been able to look at most people. We didn't against Purdue, just as Purdue didn't really sub that much either. So, um, again, some areas we, we really, really got to clean up, which we will. And finally, Jack Califf Battle had this to say about uh, how there's also not only plenty to work on, but actually he won't take credit for the win after scoring so many points. A little bit. I mean, uh, I can't take the credit. I got to you know, give all the credit to my coaches, my teammates. Um, my teammates are finding me. My coaches are keeping me prepared. And, um, you know, we got a dub, so that's the most important thing. Guy that wants to give all the credit to the team themselves after a team win is what you want to hear. And Arkansas will be facing off against Gardner-Webb this Friday night. And you'll be able to listen to it right here on 1037 The Buzz. And it'll be in Fayetteville. And then they'll have Arkansas football against Auburn on Saturday. Should be a great weekend on the Hill. And that's your Razor Hog Update presented by True Service. When we come back, we'll get to hear from Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun. Big win for the Razorbacks against Florida, but especially special for him as it was his former team that he went up against and also doing it in front of a lot of his family members. We'll talk to him coming up next here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. On your way to the Little Rock Airport this morning, while you're away, we're pampering your car. We can fix or replace your windshield, even help file the insurance claim. Imagine returning home to a car that is